Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers and creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes. Do you think that people's attitude about work has changed over the last year and a half? Uh, yes, a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, what actually what comes to mind with a lot of this is like, uh, like when my parents worked, or I guess in, especially in my case, my dad, because my mom did not work until a little bit later in her life, but, um, job security was a big thing. And I mean, he, my dad showed up like your typical nine to five, got the work done, lived and breathed the job, got to work, got to work, got to work. Um, and if we're comparing it to that, yeah, everything's changed. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. People really um, had to evaluate priorities and balance mm-hmm. like a lot and juggle a lot of right. different things going on. And I think they figured out how and where work fit into their life instead of, like you said, like their whole life being work. Yes. And um, yeah, and, and when we think about that too, uh, like you know, people would have these jobs and stick, stick around to try and get the gold watch, you know, retire in that one job. Um, that it was such a different mindset that people had compared to what it is now. Um, it's almost like practically a whole different world. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think people's work now is just, it's a piece of who they are and what mm-hmm. they do, but it's not all of it's what not they, who are. they are. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's kind of where I was going and the words were escaping me. But, you know, like people would identify, well, I am a doctor. And if I don't, if I'm not being a doctor, then I'm nothing, you know, and that's why a lot of people struggle with retirement and things like that, because they feel like they don't have a purpose anymore. But uh, people are finding out that their whole life has purpose, I guess. Um, it's probably the best way I can explain it. And as you said, work is just a part of it. It's just a means to do what they really want to do now. Yeah. And so one thing that we've seen is a, I guess, a trend, if we want to call it that, mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, been labeled the great resignation. Yes. So lots of people changing jobs, you know, resigning because, but often because they're doing something else. Or in some cases, like you said, like some people actually, you know, a lot of baby boomers just decide to go ahead and retire. Right. Which is, you know, an opportunity. They, if they can, mm-hmm. they, they did. But a lot of people are changing jobs. So Mm -hmm. they're resigning and moving on to something else. And a lot of that has, you know, can be directly pointed at the pandemic, for example, um, because they either had the opportunity to work from home and really liked it, or um, they realized that, you know, life is kind of fragile. It could be short. And, you know, am I doing what I want to do right now? And that goes across the board, even for people that aren't retiring, they're in a job and they might somehow fate has delivered them to this spot, but they're looking at it like, oh, is this really what I wanted to do with my life? And maybe it's not. And now's my chance to reevaluate that. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, like, you're right. Some people found they really liked remote work. Some people found they didn't really like right. it. And they're looking for a place <laughs> where they're not. Or they didn't appreciate how their company handled it. It's right. like, well, I like remote work. Okay. Or, you know, whatever. I can do hybrid or whatever it is. But the communication wasn't good mm-hmm. or a lot of, you know, back and forth, changing policies right. and people finally just were like, you know, I think I'm just going to look somewhere else. Yeah. I think this is just not for me anymore. Yeah, How uh, 
companies were treating their employees was was very key and how they're kind of treating them as far as going back has been rather key too because and this is all over the map too but i'll use an example of um where people have been you know successfully working from home i mean they kept the business going and then the company says no you have to come back and they're like well why do i have to come back because you know i helped you run this throughout this pandemic and this is the thanks i get it's kind of like their attitude and um why can't i just keep working from home and i think it's a valid question too yeah if Um, it's worked all of this time you know why can't I have at least some of that? Like, right. I think most people right. are open to a hybrid, yes. you know, situation. Yes, I come in the office a few days a week, but do I have to come in really five days a mm-hmm. week? Like, why is that necessary? For eight hours or, not, or that's, more? That's you know? really the question people are asking is like, why? Why mm-hmm. is that necessary? And sometimes there's a legitimate reason, like you do some sort of work that is hands-on or mm-hmm. whatever. You have to be there. But a lot of people are asking like, but what I do isn't hands-on. So why do I have to be there? Why do I have to come in and sit in a cubicle to then get on a video call because the rest of my team is somewhere else? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. You know, people are like being very logical. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) So they are asking a lot of questions. Yeah, and I am just going to, you know, before we get too much deeper into this, just really um, talk to the people out there and say, you know, when you're trying to plan this out for your team, really listen to what their needs are because you are at high risk of losing people. And I recently wrote a blog about this in particular, which has the stats. And it's under the belief that a lot of employers think that 7% or so of their team might move around. But actually, the numbers are quite larger. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting. So yeah, like 7-ish percent of employers Mm -hmm. thought, you know, they're Employers thought 7% of their people might move. Yes, thank you. Employers (laughs) thought 7% of their people might leave, right? Which is maybe a normal turnover or something. And somewhere, it depends on what survey you look Mm -hmm. at, but you had different things. Anywhere from 41 to 95% of people are saying they're at least open to looking at something else. So whatever the numbers are, there's a huge mismatch between what employers think and what employees think. Yeah, and most people are looking. Um, just at different options you know do they you know if they're being told they need to go back and also too just like the whole stop start of when we're going back to has gotten people a little crazy because they might they're afraid of getting that email on a Friday that Monday they have to be in and you know if you have your life set up at home to work from home and suddenly that changes you know so be respectful of that if you decide to make that sort of call but um, people are just kind of casually looking just to be ready for that they're like I know they're going to have us come back I don't want to go back um so I'm just going to dabble. I'm just going to peek, peek at some job boards, maybe have some conversations and see who is doing hybrid um, or who would allow me to work from home. And especially like in this marketing space, which is what we talk the most about, um, it's, it, it has always been a freelancer world. People have always been set up to work from home. It's not really that challenging for someone to just say, you know what, I quit. Yeah, it's not that much of a stretch. And I think, you know, to your point, it was a struggle for a lot of people right in the beginning mm-hmm. of 2020. It, you know, suddenly on a Friday or wherever, they were sent home with their laptop and, like, hey, How am I do this? you're working from home now. <laughs> and it was a struggle and people had to get things set up. But over all of this time, they have figured out, you know, and they've gotten their workspace working and they have everything that's, you know, presumably going well. They've been mm-hmm. doing it this long. Mm-hmm. Presumably it's going well. Um, so, like, now that they've figured it out, mm-hmm. you know, they're sort of like, well, now I've got it down. Why change? Right. And also just inertia. Like the longer we are in this working from home situation, the harder it is to 
get something to change again. Right. Right. It was really hard to get companies to allow people to do it, but then they were forced, you know, the inertia of no, everyone works in an office five Mm -hmm. days a week. That's how jobs are very quickly switched to everyone's working from home. Well, now you have the inertia to try to push people, you know, push Mm -hmm. people back into the office. That's another change that you have to, you know, really exert a lot of effort, honestly, to make happen. Yeah. And it, it takes, you know, a certain amount of time for habits to change. And we've been doing this for months and months and months now. So this has now become the new habit, the new normal. Yeah. So how do you switch people back to, to that? And especially if they're unwilling. Um, I know a lot of people have liked just working from home just so they can have maybe a moment to maybe meditate, maybe just to run to the grocery store real quick, maybe, you know, schedule that doctor's appointment during the day that uh, normally would be such a big deal if they saw somebody just get up, put their coat on and walk out the door. Well, where are they going? You know, nobody would know otherwise. But having just that more control over their life in general is what people are really thirsty for, I think. Yeah. And so, you know, like you said, like this huge gap between what employers seem to think Mm -hmm. and what employees Mm -hmm. seem to think is, I think, should be very concerning and problematic for, for companies. I mean, we have certainly seen, you know, different companies that we work with and and um, here in our region, lose really good people. Mm-hmm. And I would say the two main reasons is they're not being flexible at all. It's like, no, we are in the office five days a week, yep. or we're going to be, kind of to your point, right. we're going to be in the office five days a week. And maybe people don't know when mm-hmm. that's actually going to mm-hmm. happen, and the date keeps being pushed off, right? but they know it's coming. Yeah. And so there's like, I'm just going to start looking for something else, because I know it's coming eventually. It's mm-hmm. not now, but it's coming down the road. And then um, the other thing we've seen is in this, you know, remote work world, the companies that are open to remote work are recruiting people from anywhere. So we've seen people Mm -hmm. take jobs with companies that are not in our region. Right, right. That are remote roles. You know, they're employers in Denver or California or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So they have more of those kind of opportunities if that's what they want. I mean, again, granted, not everybody wants that. Yep. But... a certain amount of people do, exactly. and you have to acknowledge that. So um, first, I will tell you that your people are talking to us, <laughs> if that puts any fear in you. <laughs> yeah. But um, there are ways to prevent people from leaving, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of it, it comes on to communication. Be really, and maybe you have to kind of map out, you now who are the people on my team that I absolutely cannot lose? I mean, everybody, this is just reality. Some people are a little more... Um, expendable, I guess. But there are always people on the team that's like, oh my God, if this, this would leave a big dent if something happened here. So really talk to all your people, but really figure out, have a one-on-one maybe with the people that you have to have and figure out where their head is right now. Mm-hmm. Are, you know, are you going to, when I'm, we're, the company's saying we're all in, but what are your thoughts on that? And they, if they're kind of wishy-washy on it, you know, you might want to start thinking about ways to retain that person. Right. And if you can't, because, re- you know, realistically, a lot of these decisions are being made in very large corporations mm-hmm. at a mm-hmm. high level, way beyond, you know, managers or even local leaders. If there's, if you're not going to be able to accommodate that person with what you know they want, just know they're probably thinking about leaving. Like, what's your backup plan? Yes. Do you start thinking about who you could, who is on your team you could elevate into that role? Do you need to start just thinking about, you know, a replacement? Mm-hmm. You don't have to recruit. You don't have to hire them. But you should have a plan. If you know what that key person wants, 
is not something you can give them. Mm -hmm. You just need to be prepared because the reality is, and you may have no control over it, which really is terrible. Like, unfortunately, you can't do anything about it, but you can see the situation that's coming down the road at some point they're yeah. gonna tell you they're leaving because you can't give them what they want right and it might be a good idea to sit with this person and figure out if there are any processes or you know passwords or anything that you need mm-hmm. um before they left you know what yeah what would i ha- what would i absolutely have to have um if this person were to decide to, to leave and it, and they might just hang out until the word is given as far as like everybody's back in and if you guys know that up front um I would hope you would have that kind of relationship with your employee, but, you know, really find out, no, I want only the best for us all here. And it would be really helpful if I knew if you would stay or go. And if you do plan on leaving, you know, that's fine. You know, and you have to have a little bit of acceptance there in your, in your heart and soul, (laughs) but please don't leave me, you know, hanging here. More, most likely people have such pride in their job that they will want to make sure that it's done well. And they're still being paid too. So, you know, it's kind of the best of all worlds there. If you can kind of get what you want and they can get what they want and you can part in a very friendly yeah. manner. Like maybe they would help you transition. Maybe mm-hmm. they would help train someone, you know, if the more upfront you can be with those conversations and, you know, honestly, like, yes, not everyone's going to tell each other everything. <laughs> and, Maybe they'll just come in, give their two weeks notice. But if you're having these upfront conversations and you all know where you stand, then either, you know, hopefully you can try to get some accommodations or flexibility or whatever it is they're looking for and retain them Mm -hmm. because you're having those conversations. Or if it's just clear that's not going to be able to happen, maybe you can have some upfront conversations about like, we both know this can't happen and this is what you want. Right. So... How do we transition? Mm-hmm. What can we do? We both like each other. Let's be nice to each other and, right, you know, right. work work this out. So, you know, it's it's never great to lose someone, but it's better to lose them in a positive way oh, if you have to. And, and maybe you don't have to. Like mm-hmm. maybe what they want is is doable or there's some way to make it work or right. or way to give them enough of what they need yeah and that goes back to just talking to them you know what what is it that you really want or need here and we'll try and figure it out if you have a little more control over your circumstances and you're not in a larger company i mean that gives you so much more freedom to negotiate and figure out what it is that um you expect from people and i think that's the the big word there is expect Mm -hmm. you know what are your expectations what are their expectations um and really talk about um how that is all going to look so if you're mapping out uh exit plan for somebody you know maybe you also need to think about you know what's the plan if you stay too and in some cases um you may have the luxury of having a hybrid sort of thing so what is always going to be the same like we will always have virtual calls they will always be at this time if you're going to work at home um we're going to check in daily i recommend doing that now whether or not you know what your plan is anyway (laughs) um does your office space suddenly become a hoteling space? You need less real estate. You know, it's like if we're all going to decide this is, and this is what happened with us. Everybody all kind of decided, you know, I can be productive from home too. So Chris and I are like, well, do we really need all this space? No. All right. So we'll downsize our space and turn it, have be, have it more of a, a hoteling sort of experience. Um, decide if you want people in the office once or twice a week or once or twice a month, you know, what works for them. Um, just giving them some of those choices might be like you know what I'm not going anywhere because you have been so accommodating or this is giving me the life that I want 
um, they will they will stay. And um, the other thing too that I highly recommend is you know set up goals versus count the hours that somebody is working. And granted, you know there are situations where people work hourly, and there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Or you have to record your hours in order to build a client. But um, it's really important to understand. Here's what I expect you to get done today. Here's what I expect you for you to get done this week. Um, rather, and let them figure out how their hours work. There could be two hours before eight o'clock in the morning, and then there's going to be two hours after eight o'clock at night. But and somewhere along that entire day, they're working a full day. Mm-hmm. Um, but just get that understanding in place, and it it should be fine. Yeah, and I think you on two things that are super important, like setting expectations mm-hmm. and then negotiating, like this is a conversation from both sides. Like you are trying to run a business. Mm -hmm. So you have to set up expectations. Like this is what the job requires. Yes. I need you to be available between 10 and Mm four. Everyone on the team has to be available between 10 and four. Beyond that, I need you to get the rest of your time in, but I don't care if it's in the morning or the evening or whatever, Mm -hmm. but we all are agreeing. These are the hours we're all going to be available to each other. Yes. Like you as the person running the business or the team can set those expectations. And then, you know, the employee can ask for things that they want and you can figure out how to accommodate them. But I guess what I want to say is like, you don't necessarily have to do exactly everything they've asked for. Maybe you can get to like the spirit of what they need in a different way Mm -hmm. while you're also meeting the expectations that you need from your company. Like this is a negotiation conversation. This isn't necessarily like just, you have to do whatever they ask for. They're going to run out the door. It's not a, it's not a hostage situation. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a hostage situation. And I think sometimes people sort of treat it like it is or feel like it is. It's like the employee is telling you something they need, mm-hmm. but there may be another way to get to it. Yes. You know, maybe they could work four 10-hour days. Right. And that would help them have that extra flexibility they need. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Like there may be different ways to get to what they need also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think do keep in mind, like you said, it's not a hostage situation. (laughs) I think sometimes people sort of act that way or feel that way, Mm -hmm. feel kind of put out because they feel like they're being held kind of their back is up against the wall. But you're just you're sharing what you need. Here's what we need to get the work done in our company. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need and want in your life. How do we make those two things align? Like there's probably some hybrid version in the middle that satisfies both yeah and i would be careful too that you don't get you know some sort of a la carte menu put together too because yeah. it, that's hard to keep track of like who's per work, person who's, yeah yes. who's working when and what did they pick off the menu and and things like that um so it would be worth you know maybe talking to individuals and then maybe talking to the group be like here's some of the things that i heard what can we all agree on right here's the company standard mm-hmm. we're gonna have these hours we're all available we're gonna have these set meetings we're gonna you know, do whatever. Like these are just standards. Everyone's going to do this. Yes. Beyond that, here's the flexibility we can have. (laughs) Right. Because one employee might need another person to be available, you know, until five or something. It's like, well, how do we, maybe this person's going to start later so they can have, or be available later in order to be available later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but really kind of figure that out that it's all going to work as a company. Everybody's under the same understanding because also too, you don't want to get resentment built up on different, you know, benefits, if you will, that other people get. Yeah. If it's um, perceived someone yes, got, got more. much more accommodation mm-hmm. than someone else, yes. you do start to get some bitterness. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. I think especially with this, um, 
remote and hybrid situation. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people are like, well, I come in every day. Right. And then, you know, why, why is that person not have to come in? It's like, well, they have this or that situation. It's like, yeah, but I figure it out and I come in every day. So, you know, they start to feel a little like, well, why, almost like, why am I trying so hard Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. if this person is getting these other accommodations? It's just a a sense of fairness, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you can have all of that open and honest conversation with everybody, um, it will definitely go a lot smoother. Um, The other thing I would say is don't make and announce big decisions and then turn around and immediately change them like... If you don't know the answer yet, tell people, we don't know yet. We're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Don't say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's our plan. Roll it out. Tell everyone. And then two weeks later, like, "Uh, never mind. We're going to do this now. People just, they feel like it's whiplash. And and they, you know, frankly, they get upset. Like, Mm -hmm. they just figured out how to make what you asked them to do work. Maybe they got childcare in place. They did whatever. And now you know, two weeks later, you're telling them it's all different. And mm-hmm. now those rules have changed and they feel like in two more weeks, it's going to be different again. Like what is going on? <laughs> like, I think it's better to just say, we don't know yet yes. until you know, rather than announcing things and then keep changing them and changing them. Yeah. People, people are just having a lot of change in their life right exactly. now. And they need a little stability. <laughs> and I'm willing to say that a majority of the people don't don't necessarily like change, especially immediate change like that. You know, yeah. people just panic or they get worried or, you know, um, just uh, just eliminate that. And just like I said, keep as much as this above table, get it in writing for everyone to see and then just don't touch it again unless something yeah. is going severely wrong. You have to ultimately decide what's best for your own company right. or your own department. Um, but it's definitely worth investing some of this communication time, some of this documentation, um, some of these conversations in order to get things run, running smoothly, keep the people that you have. And honestly, if you have a legitimate concern about people being so far away and you want more collaboration, y- there's ways to figure it out. Um, and yeah. maybe there's an, an in-office day and you call it collaboration day, then people are like, oh, well, I love collaborating, so I'm going to come in. That's, that's the day we all come together. That's the day we yeah. all come together. And that makes it much more exciting than all right, everybody's got to be here in the office on Monday, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, it's collaboration day. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you also hit on something else around like change and you're right. Like, I think you're right. Most people don't like a lot of change, a lot of immediate change, especially that like couldn't really impact their life and they mm-hmm. have to then juggle a bunch of other stuff. So if you really don't know and you're still trying to figure it out, maybe you just present it as we're going to test this. Yes. For yes. the next two weeks or month or whatever, we're going to test this schedule and see mm-hmm. how it goes, mm-hmm. which also leaves the door open that and it could change. Right. And, but everyone knows, everyone's thinking about it's like, oh, this is our experiment to see how this works as opposed to like, this is the, you know, the set final, in stone final, decision yeah. <laughs> that's going to be what we're all doing. I just think it, it, feels more malleable that way mm-hmm. you know and give people the um the runway if you will to be open with you as far as what's working and what's not working too mm-hmm. um this is all new to all of us <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> something might legitimately it might might look have looked great on paper and then in action it's a little more complicated just be open if someone said you know what this part i'm really i'm really struggling with and then figure it out and they'll say okay here's you know hey team this part is a little flawed so here's what i'm thinking uh if it's your area do you have a better idea and we're gonna tweak this a little bit you know and just know if they know things are gonna be like 
move just it and you know just to make things better i mean who doesn't want to make things better mm-hmm. um or flow more easily so invite that don't be afraid of that and um you know just let people speak freely and have this all have this all be a collaborative thing have a collaboration day have <laughs> collaboration day to <laughs> all talk about and it perhaps it yeah. bring coffee and donuts and people will show up <laughs> yeah i think so and i think just you know just keeping in mind that that disconnect i guess part of it is like especially if you're on the employer and manager side like don't fool yourself that it's only seven percent right <laughs> because clearly it's more oh it's more. and whether people are actively looking or just open um you know they have opportunities and they may be considering them and that's not to scare anybody like people change jobs like i think a a, a reality of this whole situation is there's just going to be a lot of job change yes that's just how it is and you might just end up you know a year or two from now you may have a very different team than who you have right now they'll all probably be new fabulous people but right, right. you <laughs> might have a lot of new people because there's just a lot of job movement going on right now yeah and that's the reality of it so you you have to just be prepared that's probably going to happen as much as you try to be accommodating and do whatever right you can, there's probably going to be change on your team. Yeah. And, and to your point, keep it really realistic too. you know, uh, just to kind of accept that. Okay. People are going to leave. Um, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire better or we're going to hire right. a new skill set, or we're going to, you know, think of it as, as an opportunity in some cases, it's going to be an opportunity for them, but it could also be an opportunity for you too. Yeah. And being prepared, like you said, just having all the information you would need if, mm-hmm. if someone would leave, how do you, you know, capture everything you need to know how do you have them train the next person like just you try to retain who you can as much as you can but also the reality is people change jobs yep. and that's nothing to do with COVID in the in and the olden times people change jobs it's just ramped up more now and maybe nothing to do with you Absolutely. you know I, people always take this and personally when people leave and I, you know I'm guilty of that too it's like what what could we have done to kept yeah. this person but people just change. I mean, think of your own career. How many, is this like the only job you ever had? It right. Goes, it goes back to where we started this conversation, your very first job, where you going to retire in it? No, no, you, you, you move on and you get gain new things. And the only problem is, I guess, is everybody's thinking about it all at once now. Yes. I think that's the thing. It's all happening. Yes. Everyone is. And yeah. And like you said, it's, it's likely nothing to do with you. They, mm-hmm. It may just be this amazing opportunity that maybe they never had access to before, but now they do. Or yes. they've figured out something entirely different they want to do with their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people had some real soul-searching moments in the past yeah. year or so. And, and maybe they just realized they want to do something really different. So it's it's not a reflection on you, but you do need to pre prepared that it can happen yeah it could be uh, a nightmare or it could be super exciting and we're here's hoping that it's super exciting for you (laughs) thank you so much for joining us at illumination bureau and we hope you have gained something by listening today illumination bureau was brought to you by portfolio creative you can find out more about portfolio creative at portfoliocreative.com if you have a topic that you want to hear about don't hesitate to email us at questions at (laughs) portfoliocreative.com If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.